With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The wonderful world of wine. It's back. George Samios joining us in just a moment. Uh, we got so many people sending through questions about this podcast, Wispy. Um, it's the SEM Breakfast podcast page. It's called The Ramble, episode one. Wherever you listen to podcasts, what is it Spotify or that little um, purpley thing, whatever, just go on there and put SEM Breakfast. Mm, you'll the find icon, it. yeah. And then The Ramble, it's called. Right, you'll find it. And you'll the, find and it. You'll, can, if you want to know what's going on with the Wisp and the Bombers, if you, explosive. Hey, this is explosive. I had a small insect bite on my calf oh, last come year. come on. I couldn't remember getting bitten. Don't know what bit me. Mm. It started just like yours did as a little red spot. I ended up in hospital for three weeks, two surgeries, countless injections, (laughs) antibiotics, and they just managed to save my leg. What? That's from Gary. And he's saying, well, no, he's saying, Gary, see a doctor. I'm going to. In all seriousness. No, I'm going to now. See a doctor. Georgie Boy welcomes us. Georgie Samuels, the number one wine man. He started out as the number one wine man in his own mind, Mm. and then he grew to just Melbourne, Victoria. Now he's a national expert. Okay, Georgie. Good morning, boys. How are we? Oh, all the better for speaking to you. How's the summer treated you, the Christmas and the festive oh, season? Awesome. Awesome. It's been a great summer. Got to see people again. Life's back to normal. I was travelling around a bit. Went to a few of the wine regions, caught up with some mates, had lunch with Wisp one day. It's oh, been no. a great time. I didn't get the call. Clearly. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. It was just a very <laughs> small, intimate party of three that went to lunch <laughs> at Lamaro's. Uh, Xavier, it was a farewell lunch for Xavier Campbell. We had the three of us. I was included. Hey, in the George, last one. I reckon. I reckon what we had at Lamaro's was like for me was the perfect meal. Okay, so we had the the schnitz, the veal schnitz, the crumb veal schnitz. We had the beautiful homemade coleslaw, and then we had the French fries, and we washed it down with a little Greek wine that you suggested, and it was absolutely magnificent. Doesn't get any better than that. No, it was a great lunch. Um, Dimmer does a good job down at Lamaro's, but yeah, that Greek wine was Asitiko, which is a a white variety grown on Santorini, obviously in Greece, one of the islands. But uh, Jim Barry, the, uh, the family winemaking business in the Clare Valley, bought cuttings out in the late, I think it was about 2008, 2009, put it through quarantine for two years because you have to. And about three or four years later, they made their first wine. And it's a beautiful wine style. Yeah, great. It's a great light summer wine, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's sort of similar to Sauvignon Blanc. It's aromatic, it's unwooded, but it, but it hasn't quite got the tropical nature of Sauvignon Blanc and it's got beautiful natural acid um, even though it's grown in hot areas like Greece it manages to hold its acid so it's a little bit harder to find but if you're interested in something different mm. that's white and refreshing have a look for it I thought three bottles was probably going a little bit too far for you at lunch though George <laughs> well you've gone off on yeah, no, it probably, it big, probably was no it was a good day big so, highbrow tangent already I've got to bring you back to earth no we had we had like the Vilschnitz the, 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 the Lamara I'm not 
I'm not a, you know, I'm not being paid by the Lamaros at all, but uh, well, they are, no, like they are, they are famous. Anyone you mentioned Lamaros, the first I know thing, the, well, did you mention, you've never mentioned, you've never mentioned the veal schnitzel there? <laughs> Didn't know to. Tell me this. It's their signature dish. It's magnificent. If Grenache was the wine of 2022, uh, what's going to be the wine of 2023, rather, other than the obvious and the, you know, the ones that have been around for a long time? Uh, I think I think we're start, we're going to see more things like Tempranillo, Sangiovese, mm. those medium-bodied, juicy, sweet, aromatic whites, uh, reds. Not sweet as in sugar, but lovely fruit flavours. I think they're going to continue. But Grenache is still on the move, Gaz. You started it, and people are following you now. Are you still drinking the Grenache? I'm called Gary Grenache. That's what they <laughs> like to call me in the wine have you, industry. Have you still got a favourite Grenache? I tried them all over summer. I had a nice lash at it. And? and the little giant remains the premier Grenache. From my own point of view, at 20 bucks a bottle, can't go past it. Hey, George, I'm seeing a lot of the 375 mil bottles of wine starting to appear on the shelves. Is this, is this a, a trend that's going to catch on and become greater than uh, what it is at the minute? I hope so. And what we need is for everyone to keep buying them or keep asking for them. Obviously, they're better because you don't have to, have to open a full 750 mil bottle, especially if you're on your own and you want to drink a little bit less. You can have lots of different wines at a dinner party without mm. necessarily opening full bottles. But the, the challenge has always been for the wineries that the cost of making them is actually pretty high because you've got to stop the bottling line and put smaller bottles, etc. So we've just got to keep buying them or just keep asking for them, and then the wineries and the retailers will start stocking more. So they're like a half bottle, Gary. So you get like a little bottle of wine. Mm. So, you know, you're just sitting there drinking on your own, and you might be thinking, look, I just want – I just yeah, want to – I think I <laughs> wish the whisper would invite me to lunch. <laughs> you might just be wanting, you know, like just a glass and a little bit. You don't want to open a whole bottle. Mm. These things are just absolutely perfect. Or you might be going for the one bottle, and you think, I can't go for two – so you just go for the one and the half bottle. <laughs> That'd be more, that would be more like it, given the way you two operate. Uh, Italian Chianti, my favourite. This bloke reckons this is going to take off. Uh, yeah, I've always wished mm. and hoped, and I've spoken to Whisper about Chianti. He's not a fan of it. But no, uh, no I like it. Um, I think the challenge with Chianti is we used to have some pretty bad ones coming into the country, the ones with the straw basket around the bottle that we used to put the candle in after we finished. <laughs> uh, but Chianti is much better than that. And so if you are looking for something different, um, try to pick one up. Hey, George, uh, my wife is having our second child. It's getting bad heartburn. Um, and she always used to love the Shiraz, the Cav Sab, but can't drink them anymore. She's only drinking the Pinot. Anything you recommend to get it back to the heavy reds? That's from Tom out there. Um, well, probably work your way back up. And I think if, 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 if the heartburn's the issue, then probably go from Pinot, go back to Merlot, go to Gaz's Grenache um, and work your way back through. But there could also be a time where some people move away from varieties because it just doesn't work for them. Uh, but look, look for probably lower alcohol reds as well. George, Gaz and Tim, I've received a few bottles of Austrian ice... Wine just recently. What's the best way to? What is this, by the way? What's the best way to serve it? And should it be opened after dinner? I C E W E I N. Uh, yes, ice wines come from mainly European countries and and Canada, of course, because of the cold weather. So basically, the vines uh, will freeze at the end of their growing season. The grapes are picked frozen, which means that you've got concentrated sugar in there. 
And then they make the wines. Yes, it's absolutely an after-dinner thing. You serve them chilled. Um, they are sweet. So it's a bit like a Botrytis white. They're, they're really nice wines. Hard to find, but they're really nice wines. Tasted? Have you tasted the Tasmanian Lady A 2019 white? And if so, can you recommend something similar along these notes? And uh, no, I haven't tried it, but I'm writing it down as I speak to you, and I will get to try it sometime. Hey, from Chris too, because we're talking about half bottles. Can you make, or have you got a, a suggestion, a recommendation for some of the uh, half bottles? Who, who, uh, who's, who's doing who's doing more of this? Uh, I know Pepper Jack's got some half bottles. I've seen some half bottles from Penfolds. I've seen some half bottles. I think from Brown Brothers. Uh, they'll always be in their own section in stores. Um, and again, go for the producers that you've heard of. Go for Kunawara, go for Barossa, McLarenville if you're looking for a red. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that's from Victoria in half. So. Uh, Kuyong do uh, some half bottles as well. Uh, their Chardonnay had some of that. There's a little bottle shop in Clarendon Street, South Melbourne, near the corner of Banks Street, and they've got a nice little selection of half bottles there too. I was, George, I was talking to you, I thought you might have been to Tedesco Restaurant down there on the peninsula. We were there on Friday. Gary frequents the place. Gary, is it one of the best- Number one in Australia last year, I think it was. Is it one of the best meals, best yeah. settings that you can ever find it's a house, anywhere? A house that's been transformed into an you know, open kitchen where people, they cook in the open kitchen. They are- And the food. Magnificent. It's a special outing, George. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. I didn't get invited to that lunch, so clearly I'm just the Lamar man. No, but, I, uh, I didn't yeah, either. No, I have, I've tried to get in a few times, actually, but it's been booked out. Mm, I have. Give me a ring, George. Well, for anybody listening, it it is absolutely magnificent. It is it's a set price menu. It's 185 bucks, I think. And that that, that's a lot of money, but you get great value. Great, great value for your 185. Seriously, if you want to go, you gotta like book book. Oh, a long way ahead. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Hey Georgie, um, just kicking us off for the year. A nice recommendation, please, for those people out there that are sitting back thinking, right, I've done it pretty tough through January, but now Feb's settling down. I need George's number one recommendation. Uh, I think we kick off. I, I was in Coonawara a couple of weeks ago visiting the wineries there, and they're three weeks late on vintage, most of the regions in uh, South Australia because of the rains that we had. But going around and seeing a few of the winemakers and trying some of their current wines, I fell back in love again with a, an old favourite, Bowen Estate. Uh-huh. B-O-W-E-N, Dougie Bowen and Joy Bowen mm. started there probably 40 years ago. I think the daughter now is the winemaker. Their Cabernet, um, Bowen Estate Cabernet, sort of late 20s, early 30s, just a really smart bottle of wine. So if you're a Cabernet fan, then go out and pick that one up. Nice. And last one quickly before we let you go, my engagement party's next weekend. A recommendation on a nice Prosecco around the 10 to $15 mark. Is there such a thing? Uh, Brown Brothers. Brown Brothers. Brown Brothers, probably the best in the business, best value, yep, and you'll find it pretty well everywhere. Brown Brothers, Prosecco. Hey, nice to see you. I'm disappointed I wasn't at the lunch, but I'll get over that. Um, Hopefully we can get in studio sooner rather than later. All right, thanks, boys. On you, George. The number one man in wine. It was a good lunch. It was a good lunch. What did you have? I've already told you what I had. Oh, Veal Schnitzel. Yeah, the Veal Schnitzel. What with? Uh, With the coleslaw and the fries. You can't beat that. You cannot beat that. It was absolutely magnificent. Is it tomato sauce? No. Bit of cedar mustard. Steak sauce? No, bit of cedar mustard.
All right. Um, that we'll put the recommendations up on the website as well. Tommy Harley's oh, going to... some gravy. They do this gravy there too, which is excellent. I'm going to talk about gravy tomorrow, <laughs> uh, Tuesday, about how to make the best gravy. Right. I'm writing it down. Okay.